How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Get the knowledge you need from Jen Duplessis with more than 35 years in business and as an entrepreneur and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is national and international speaker and coach, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I am so delighted today to have a guest speaker with me um, by the name of Kelly Garcia Kilmer. And I met Kelly because both of us were doing a one-day online live webinar mastermind. You know, it was a very unique way to do things because we were, um, instead of going to an event, to a conference, it was a conference that was online and each of us were speaking for an hour at a time and it was a really, really cool event. And um, I met her there and I thought, you know, this is, I, this is exactly the kind of person I want to have um, on our show and to share with you. So let me tell you a little bit about Kelly. Um, she is a real estate agent in, um, from Oklahoma. She's been a broker um, with over 20 years of experience in the real estate world and a wide variety of real estate experiences, including education, productivity coaching, team leading, investing, general production, and rental property management. Um, and she has kind of like what I have, you know, that, that desire, that burning desire to help others realize their success and their potential as well. And so I thought, this is perfect. We can pick her brain today. So Kelly, welcome to the show. All right. Thank you. Glad to be here. So tell us, um, well, I'm happy to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about what got you into real estate 20 years ago? Because we know what we do know is that in that particular line of business, um, you don't go to college for this. You don't go to college and say, I'm going to be a realtor. So how did, how did that happen for you in, in your uh, path? Very bright. It was um, an effort to uh, cure the uh, problem that many experience when they get a teaching degree. Um, I, I knew I was an educator, went out and got the teaching degree, started teaching public school, and pretty quickly you realize this income is not exactly I'm going to pay the bills. So the quick solution, the, well, the quick solution was I had to figure out a way to make this a little simpler. And what it was, we bought a multifamily investment property. Um, it was duplex, lived in one side, rented out the other, and became I became a landlord at the age of 22 which was a lot of fun. Good experience. Um, people looked at you like, um, is this your parents' place? You're like, no, <laughs> I'm, I own it. <laughs> this is mine. And it, it, I just saw that value right away in building wealth through real estate. Um, my parents had been landlords, but on a very minor scale, um, one or two properties at any given time, you know, nothing big. Um, and I wasn't really involved in it. So I didn't perceive it as something I wanted to do. But after that first one and realizing, okay, this one, this rental is going to offset my bills quite a bit and help me move forward that we bought another multifamily six months later and then it just it grew 
So I was still teaching school and doing the real estate in that fashion. That's how I started. That is, that's awesome. And, you know, it's funny because my uh, daughter-in-law was a teacher, and now she's a real estate investor. She and my son are now dabbling, or um, I shouldn't say dabbling, they're really involved in it too. Um, we taught them, you know, uh, throughout the years. I mean, gosh, when you're in the mortgage business, you should be, and real estate, by the way, you should be um, buying your own product, yeah. right? You should be buying your own product. I, I love when I hear, you know, clients say, do you think it's a good time to buy? And a realtor say, yeah, it's a great time to buy. I'm not buying, but you should buy, you know, because mm-hmm. they're not buying. Um, so, okay, so you got in, so you said, okay, this is good. And, and so then from my perspective, I imagine that your, your uh, sales style is what I call edu-selling. So you're educating your clients rather than selling them. Um, and, and that's probably what has led to your success because it, it just shows that you are willing to serve your clients. But where along the line, everybody, you know, I know a lot of people who became a realtor and then they weren't successful or they've been a realtor for 20 years and they're just moderately successful. What do you think was the tipping point for you um, and the struggles you were having right before that? I say the tipping point was it's stopping teaching and going into real estate full time. Um, that's when things really started to change for me because up to that point, I wasn't licensed. And that's the thing. I wasn't helping anyone else. Um, I was, we were purchasing properties, rehabbing, reselling, you know, as by owner. We weren't even using a realtor to help um, sell on the other end. So I was writing my own contracts, just thinking I knew everything. You know, why would I use oh, wow. it? A realtor, you know, and when, you know, so it was a tipping point of life, a change, you know, going through some struggles. I actually went, I went through a divorce. Um, I had my license and my broker's license um, at that point, but right before that, but I still, I wasn't using them yet to help anybody else. I just thought, you know, I need to do this because I need to do it. And you're absolutely right. It was after that in the recovery that I realized that education piece is going to be what really helps me, you know, grow my business and be successful is that I'm able to educate people about real estate and I just knew so many fundamentals of just how homes are built and how everything works um, before I ever helped anybody else. You know, I'd owned almost 100 homes before I ever helped someone else buy a, or sell a home. So that yeah, made a big know, difference. That's key. You've been there. Yeah, you've been there. And a lot of real estate agents that I know um, are renters. You know, they yes. haven't owned a home. It's kind of a hard thing to do to sell something that you don't, you know, that you don't have. Um, all right. So do you think, what was your differentiator? So, you know, you became full-time. A lot of people become full-time, but they don't make it. Other right. than, yeah, I have the knowledge, but the knowledge without application, right? Or somebody, somebody doesn't know that you have the knowledge. It's all secret, right? What, what do you think was, um, or what did you do specifically to, differentiate yourself among all the others. So I, I hate to admit it, but I feel like it was, I, I thought I had no other choice but to be successful. I really, it was like, I, it Passion. was desperation. Yeah, it was just, I, yeah. I hate to call it desperation. Um, desperation. I know, <laughs> I know I have enough education, you know, now looking back that I could, you know, have careers and jobs that would pay the bills. But at that time, I thought this is my key. Um, I see people doing this. There has to be a way that I can figure out to make it work. And so I really just started pouring in um, everything I could get. Like just, uh, I'm a single mom at this point and I'm just watching, you know, listening to every podcast like this one today. I was, you know, just 
going on every um, seminar I could possibly afford. Anything that was free, I would go. I was interviewing, asking questions to other agents that were doing what I wanted to do. Like, how did you do this? You know, just looking for that mentorship and just absorbed myself in it as fully as I could because um, I wanted to be successful. I didn't, I, and I kind of had. Um, one of the things I call with some of my clients is spite production. It's uh, when they do really well because they want to, you know, out of spite, they want to uh, prove something to maybe a team that they broke off of or right. a person in their life that says they can't do it. And that's really where I was at at that point. I was like, I have to prove myself right now because I just went through a major life change and I just, I have to get out there and do it. And I've got to provide for these kids, too. So, I mean, there just wasn't an option to fail. And so I just poured in and did it. Yeah, interesting, because so many people come in as second jobs, as second income, second careers, and that there, you know, sometimes is the preventive measure, right? That's the thing that's preventing them from being that is because, yeah, because of success. So so this is is kind of, well, it's interesting that you, you bring up about you know, life learning, because life learning is a passion of mine as well. So I think that, um, you know, when you decide that you're going to dive in and learn as much as you possibly can and become the resident expert to become the market influencer, the market, you know, the expert in your, the master influencer, master expert in your area, that elevates you anyway, you know. So, so you, you had, to, had to make this work, okay. So desire aside, because, or, or, Desperation, right? Aside. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, aside from that, what did you do? What did you do that, that, besides that, besides learning everything, how did you meet people? What did you do to get your business going? All right. So I started with a lot of online lead generation. So I teach a lot about lead generation versus referral generation. They're different. But right. I was doing lead mm-hmm. generation, which is I was willing to spend a few bucks just to get, and sometimes a lot of dollars just to get that ball rolling, you know, well knowing that on the other end, I wasn't going to be making as much as I thought I could, but just to get established. So I was paying for a lot of that, um, knocking on doors. And then the turning point for me big was joining a a business networking group. And at the time, I was scared to do so. I thought, I don't belong there. My business isn't big enough. I'm still facing anxiety and other issues. And it was scary, and it was early in the morning. So back then, you know, I wasn't subscribing to any kind of morning routine. And to meet people at 7 a.m., I thought was going to be the end of the world. It's like, this is going to be really hard. But I pushed through that, and that decision really propelled me into where I am today. Because I, by doing it, I realized there are business people who start their days at 4 a.m. all over the place, much less 7, um, and I'm watching what they're doing. It's like, these are the most successful people. And by being a part of that group, I was able to network really well with other business owners and learn how to referral generate so that I built those relationships and they're sending referrals because we know each other rather than just an online lead coming in. And then the quality of the clients got better because they got easier. I was able to build from there. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm really big on referrals, the whole network of referrals. Yeah. I think that that's interesting too. And you know, it's funny because I have a client right now. She's a realtor, ironically, and she's like, I just don't like networking. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Well, you're a secret agent. I don't know what I can tell you to do. Uh, you're going to have to, you're going to have to go network. So I'm actually going to go network with her. She happens to be oh, there in my you. area. 
which is really odd. But, yeah, I'm like, oh, you happen to be here, so we're going to go network. Um, okay, so you did that. But then, you know, business grew, and you became a broker. So now you're a business owner, right? You're not just a real estate agent who has a team or, or any of that. Now you're a real business owner. So tell us about that. As, you know, some of our listeners are um, solopreneurs and entrepreneurs. What are some of the, the challenges that you had with that or the fears that you had as you started setting out in that um, arena saying, okay, now I'm going to be responsible for lots of people? Right. Uh, so I think the first on on the first thing is even if you are a, a solo you know agent or solopreneur, you know, you're a business owner from day one, and I think that's Absolutely. where a lot of I think a lot of agents struggle with that because they think, oh, I you know I got this license and I'm just going to go out and get and get business. But we from day one we have we should have a profit and loss statement. We should be tracking our expenses. We should be managing everything in our world, even if we don't have employees. Now that human element, there's people that work with you. That's a whole the next level. But the beginning level of just thinking like a business owner is so important. Um, but then once you get that established, or if you haven't already, that's a great place to start. It's like really tracking your business. Are you truly making money in what you're doing? Um, but then you add the element of people. So that's the jump. As far as a broker or a team owner yeah. or you're now you've got the human element, which is a whole other thing. Um, yeah. As expectations, you know, there's so many things that you have to line out um, before you start building a team. And one of those is, you know, what do you want it to look like um, financially? Right. What is it going to look like? Um, how are you going to interview? What are the expectations? What are all the little pieces to line out? And the way I encourage people to to get that done is, of course, I'm going to give advice on, on how I did it and how people in my world do. But I want to ask my clients, too, like, what, um, who in your world is doing it the way you want to? And then go talk to them. Like, that's who you want to, you know, find a mentor who's building the way that you want to build. You know, read the books, watch it. And here's the other thing is you don't have to build a team um, if you don't want to. So don't just build it because you think, oh, that's the next step. Sometimes it's the next step is becoming an investor. You know, in my in my world, a real estate agent might become a commercial investor, or uh, you that may be your next step. Don't think that building the team is the only way to go to the next level. Yeah, and I think that's a very interesting point because what happens is a lot of a lot of people um, get planted. Someone plants a seed that says, "You are a great widget maker. You should open up a business making widgets." Right, and then they go and they try to try to do it, but the only thing is, they're really, really good at widget making. They're not good at managing a company and you know a business. So I think that's a very, a very good point um, that you make. And you know, traditionally, what happened? Well, I, I shouldn't say traditionally, but maybe I, I see more often than not people hire people because they just need somebody. I need someone. I just need someone. Yeah. And so it's not it's not a plan that's by design. It's a plan, I mean, it's, it's by default. You know, their business becomes by default, and sometimes it fails as a result of that. So I think that's right. a very good point, you know, is it, that think about the other strategies for moving on, you know, to success. And it's funny you said that. It just occurred to me, you know, when I, when I changed lanes last year, you know, and, and left lending, um, a lot of people said to me, well, why wouldn't you just want to go and, you know, be the president of a company or something like that? And I said, well, first of all, I've been the vice president of a company, and that was just about as far as I wanted to go, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but, because, it, you know, it's chasing your passion as well. It's not just 
chasing the dollars. And I think a lot of people miss that. Um, and that's how you can find true success as well is by doing something you're truly passionate about. If not, you're, you know, you need to go get an adjustment from the chiropractor because you're just crooked. You know, you're not, right. you're not straight. Um, so I think that's a really key point too. Okay. So then let's talk about, so, so you went out and, you know, you decided to do the broker thing and you decided to do, um, real estate, which is great. And, you know, grew your, your, um, real estate empire and everything. So now what's next with you? Yeah. The biggest part of my life right now is coaching and consulting. It's, yeah. it's because of that passion. Like you said, it's, mm -hmm. it's the passion of, of what I do. And I love showing people locally, showing agents you know, what mm -hmm. I did here and how, and teaching them how to do it. So I set up a team that isn't like your traditional team. People are on my team to be coached, and that's what they get rather than what a lot of agents will join a team thinking, well, it's, they're going to give me leads. You know, they're going to take away the hassle of, you know, all the lead generation and ah, expenses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, yeah. Now, that's yeah. not why you're here. You're here as almost like a boot camp program. It's you're right. here so that you get this intense accountability and and boot camp. And when you pay referral fees or you when you pay a split to a team, it's for a referral. It's for the coaching. Essentially, you're paying for your coaching as you go um, by right. being on the team. And that's it's been really good for that. That's a, a small portion right now. Um, the bulk of my mm -hmm. focus is uh, book writing coaching and consulting. Mm -hmm. I've got several one-on-one mm -hmm. uh, -on -one clients and I do, you know, a lot like you. I like to be out um, speaking um, in front of people and hoping that my story will inspire. Because um, part of the story was that first uh, marriage was an abusive relationship and I was afraid to talk about it because I really, I didn't want to be perceived as weak. Because usually uh -huh. when you hear yep. about something like that, you get yeah. the uh, responses of like, well, why didn't you leave? You know, why, why didn't you just leave? Right. You know, what, what's the deal? And so I was afraid of the judgment of that, of how long I stayed in it and how long I allowed it to hold me back. Uh, this most recently here, though, in the last 12 months, I've been opening up about the story in hopes of if I don't inspire a real estate agent, you know, or a lender or someone in the real estate world, that it, it may just be a, a woman that needs to hear it or a man that needs to hear it, that you're okay. You're enough. I love that. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I was going to say something about that too, because in fact, you know, so I, I talk a lot about, you know, um, below and above the line, you know, and, and living in scarcity versus living in abundance and the perception, because we're women, right? And we're trying to make our way in this world, <laughs> right? And it's much easier now than it was when I first started in the business 35 years ago. But, you know, it's just that we're, we're the, we're, our, our concern is that when we work from, uh, well, we don't share, right? Because we're afraid that we're going to be weak, like you said. That's actually working from scarcity, not abundance. And right. so what I, I, learned, I learned that over the last eight years or so, that it's okay to have weaknesses. <laughs> it's okay to be vulnerable. And it, and it actually is more attractive um, to clients because then you're not perfect. And what we do is we put this facade up that says, hey, maybe we need to be absolutely perfect, right? And so I don't need your help. I got this. I got it. I'm, I, I'm woman. Hear me roar. There's, yeah. I don't need your help, right? I don't need your help. I don't want to show that I'm weak. But in fact, in, in fact um, Warren Buffett said this, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, um, you know, the biggest sign of weakness is not asking for help. That's the biggest sign of weakness mm -hmm. because you can't know everything, right? And so I think that was, you know, I love that you said that. It's, it's very powerful, and hopefully those that are listening in, regardless of what industry, are hearing that because 
um, that's a game changer. It becomes something where people want to work with you because now they're knowing, they know who you are, not just what you do. And we tend right. to like to keep in that, you know, in that, that space. I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, that's awesome. So um, what else? Let me ask you this, and then, and then we'll start working at closing out here. So what do you do? What, what is part of your daily routine that keeps you inspired? I don't like motivation. Sorry. <laughs> I don't like motivation. I think people have to motivate themselves. I, I, you know, it's just a long story. Long story there. Maybe I'll do a podcast on that. Um, I can't motivate people. I can't create the hustle for people, but I can inspire people to create that hustle for themselves. Right. So what, what's inspiring you right now? How do you keep inspired and on a daily basis? Yeah. It's the vision of, of helping and not being an Island of just a, you know, here, I did this great thing. Look at me. You know, I'm building a business and, you know, be jealous, everybody. Uh, I'm inspired by other people's success. And that is really what keeps me, keeps me going. And that's coming in the way now of the, the people that I coach, um, as far as self-inspiration, in, I, a couple of years ago, when I was trans, transforming myself into the networking person and started doing the early morning things, I started running. And I hadn't run since high school. I was, I was on the track team in high school, and, that, and then I was done. And 20, couple decades go by, 20-something years, and I, I realized that while doing a little bit of planning, um, doing some life planning for myself, that my physical health was not great. And I thought, oh, if I could do anything, I'm, at the time I was like, well, I'll just sleep in my walking clothes and put my shoes on in the morning and just walk as far as I can in 10 minutes, and then I'll walk back in 10 minutes then I wouldn't have the excuse if I don't have time or I don't have a gym right. membership or I don't have this, which is right. typically what I do. So I started doing that. And then it was, hey, I can jog maybe a little bit of this. And I really struggled with that, just to jog out you know, 10 minutes as far as I could go and then come back 10 minutes. And it grew into maybe I can make three miles and eventually in the 30, 45 minutes that I can block out. And well, if I can do three miles, I can sign up for a 5k. And I did, I had my um, couple of kids, I've got high school age kids that were running and they inspired me. Like I really thought, well, if they can do it, you know, I can do it. And I've worked up to, you know, in a couple of years running half marathons, I'll get the marathon in. I beat the two hour half marathon just recently. And that has been really empowering for me. Like just yeah. to have the exercise, it's helping your mental state, helping you deal, manage a big mm -hmm. life, which now I run. Like I said, I've got teenagers, I've got a team, I've got personal investments, I've got, you know, remarried, so we've got kids. We've got a lot happening at any given time. I'm taking care of elder parents. I mean, that's another yeah, level. Generation. I'm right in the middle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a big life and it carries a lot of stress. So that running has, and I encourage people just walking or hiking or swimming or whatever it is that you can do to do some physical activity is going to help your mental state. It's going to help you deal with stress and able to just have some time to think to stop while you're doing that. That's really where I process a lot of things and it's just mm -hmm. inspired me. So I keep signing up for mm -hmm. races just to keep myself motivated. But the big inspiration is that um, helping of others and helping them achieve their goals. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you say. One of the things I say all the time is slow down to speed up because when you speed up, you slow down. And what happens True. is that when, when people are just running ragged and they're not sharpening their ax you know, they start slowing down. Their business falls apart. Their health falls apart. Their relationships fall apart. Everything falls apart. 
And if you can just slow down to strategize a better way to think, like you said, to internalize and realize it's an inside game, right? It's an inside job then the rest of your life falls in place. And, and one, of the, one of the things that I talk about most on, um, on stage when I'm talking is about a life with values adds value every place else in your life. So when you stopped and said, okay, I need some, some downtime to think. I need, you know, something triggered it, right? Your, your health, you were saying my health was doing it. So whatever yeah. triggers it for someone, when you start to, when you slow down like that, pretty soon you can, start running right and then you can speed up and then your life changes and it adds value everywhere and that's what you just mentioned is that you've got value everywhere in your life now and um it's super powerful you know it's really powerful because you're able to juggle many things at one time whereas others maybe only have two things and they and they're a mess you know and (laughs) just really important to to just slow down a little bit what were you going to say Oh, just that I totally agree. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. And then people, oh, well, I'll get that a lot. They're like, I don't know how you do it all. Mm-hmm. I, I get that too, yeah. 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 It's like, well, I, I, I think I get a, like, I think I get up earlier than you. <laughs> like, no, that's really it. But no, that when you get that life, like you said, by design and you schedule things, I have more personal time than I've ever had. So right. I figured out mm-hmm. how to use leverage. I figured yeah. out where my best time is spent, you know, where I was wasting mm-hmm. my time on things I didn't need to. And then when you really dial that down, you get that personal time back in your weekends. I work a, a I call it a three and a half day week work week. It's mm-hmm. a Monday through half of Thursday that I have appointments that I'm committed to. And then my Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those three day weekends are optional. If I want to pour into my business or travel or go speak, um, do things, I can. And if mm-hmm. I need that time, I take it. And it's been it's been an evolving thing. It isn't just one day I said, well, I'm just going to only work three days a week now. Now, it's evolved into that by just being so careful with the yeses and nos, the commitments yeah. of what I'm willing to do and what I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. That's, you know, you're speaking my language. You're absolutely speaking my <laughs> language. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. And um, again, it was just fun to do that event with you as well. And um, I want to leave with asking you this question. Either, either, you have two choices here. Because some people, I pull, I get people I, going, um, I don't know. Because I don't, I don't pre-set uh, you up for this. But uh, a favorite quote or the name of a book that you're reading and why someone else should be considering reading it. Oh, I have both. <laughs> okay, good. I don't, know where the, I don't know where the quote came from, but I, I always remember it. It's just um, to love someone is to see them as God intended. I like that one mm-hmm. so much. It's like, I love that. It's like, yeah, I love that. Don't try yeah, to make like you. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And then the books. Oh gosh, I got a handful. The problem is, there's so many great books out there, and trying to remember which ones. You know, well, how about a favorite book that you've read? Not one that you are reading now, but just a favorite book, a book that you always refer to and say, "Gosh, you know, I remember reading that, and I really am uh, implemented that in my life and made a difference." The Miracle Morning, and I've mentioned it kind of referred that way. Yeah, I kind of referred to it a couple of times here today. Yeah, that changed everything. I mean, everything uh-huh. for me, and I was I started with the Miracle Morning for real estate agents, and that mm-hmm. is what got that schedule really pushed off for me and the being able to run and do everything that I do and still feel good about it. And it seems counterintuitive. You think, well, I'm, if I get up at 4, I'm going to be exhausted all day and I'm not going to get anything done. 
Uh, once you push past it and it's a habit, it's the craziest thing. It's like, no, uh, you're, you feel great. And I'm great into the evenings to do evening activities. I feel awesome. So it really changed yeah. my life. So Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod, Michael Mayer does the um, real estate agent one. The real estate version. Yeah, Michael did my, yeah. um, the, this uh, forward to my book. Um, and yes. Hal and I are in a speaking, yeah, we speak together on a, on a, with a group. Um, yeah, I, I love that too. And like you said, you know, and this is one of the things, well, there's two things he said in the book. One is um, that he hates mornings. And so if you're a morning hater, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through it, right? That's the first thing. Right. The second, yeah, the second thing he said is, you know, he likes the miracle morning to be an hour long, but if you can't dedicate an hour, then dedicate six minutes, right, to the savers, right, to all six of the, the items that he likes you to, you know, to do in the morning. Dedicate a minute to each one of them, just a minute. Yes. And, um, and your life will start changing. And so I'm a subscriber to that as well. So we'll have to call each other. Well, just don't text me at 4.30 in the morning because then no. it might wake up my husband. But <laughs> right. that's awesome. Well, I really, really thank you for sharing and, you know, sharing your wisdom with us and sharing your path and your story so that it inspires others um, to take those paths. And it just means a whole heck of a lot to me. And I know it does to my listeners as well. They they love um, people who are helping them grow personally and professionally. So I really appreciate you taking your time today. And um, I look forward to meeting you in person one oh, day soon. Yes, of course. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So listen, everybody, again, thank you so much for listening in to the show. And if this was your first time, I guess I should have invited you in the first, at the beginning. I forgot. If it was your first time, I hope you enjoyed this show, keep listening. And for those of you that have been listening for a while, thank you for stick, sticking with me, staying with me. I love being able to share and inspire you. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and write a review. I love getting the reviews and I love hearing your feedback. And we'll catch you next time on Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Some Results. Thank you for listening to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Can't get enough and want more? Visit jenduplessis.com to book Jen to speak at your event or company or learn about her coaching programs. You can schedule your private strategy session with Jen by texting STRATEGY to 66866. If you want to multiply your results in record time while working less and having a life, contact Jen today. Thanks again and be sure to tune in next week.